Good morning. I'm Karen Audubon. It's election time, folks. It's the voting season. So today I'm going to be covering Measure O, Measure N, and Measure P, which are Mendocino County local measures. And then, just to give you a heads up, next Wednesday at 9 a.m., Annie Esposito and I will be on doing our proposition show. We will be going over all the state propositions. I will follow the money. She will follow the pros and cons. And we will, there's only seven, so it'll be a good intense uh, time. So that's next Wednesday. Today we're covering the local Mendocino County issues. I want to do a shout out to our Registrar Voters Office. I got my ballot in the mail yesterday, folks. Haven't gotten the information packet from the state yet. The from that i'm hoping that'll be in this week but if you haven't gotten your ballot in a few days by the end of this week um you know give them a call and see what's going on but i got mine in the mail shout out to mendocino county voter registrations office go katrina pat her on the air silver times so this morning we're going to start out with the library this is a citizens initiative on the air with me is michelle savoy are you there michelle shout out i Good morning. Thank you for having us. I appreciate being here to talk about Measure O. Very excited. Yes, and this is is a good deal. So uh, Measure O is a citizens initiative, which is really great. That means they went out and they got um, a lot of signatures to get this on the ballot, which is great because in reality what that does is that um, means that it only takes 50% plus one vote, correct? to pass that's that's correct yes Uh, i'm not sure how many signatures you had to get to do that isn't a percentage of the number of voters that actually voted in the last election i believe yes i think it was somewhere around a third and i believe we came in over the requested amount by about a thousand more than we needed so um it was it was excellent uh turnout um we, we were out there in the rain and the cold and the wind and everybody was just, if it's for the libraries, they were willing to sign. It was just, it was a great experience. Well, in my humble opinion, I really appreciate that California has these initiatives that the citizens can get on the ballots, both locally and statewide. But I got to tell you, the way you do it by getting out and having people that you know out getting signatures is the way it should be. I get really upset when you have people that are getting paid to do signatures. So congratulations on you and our community for getting this on the ballot. So this is not the first time we've had a ballot measure with um, about the libraries. Back in 2011, there was a measure A, correct? And yeah, that's, that's correct. That's expiring. And so... That's- that's correct. So why don't you just tell us, first of all, I want to get the audience, our listeners up to speed. How many libraries do we actually have in Mendocino County? There are a total of six libraries, including the Bookmobile, but Laytonville, which will be the seventh library, should come online, we hope, in January. We had hoped earlier this year, but there's been delays with all kinds of different things. So... Um, if you, I'd kind of like to count Laytonville in, so let's make it seven. So, so you have Willits, Ukiah, Covalo, Fort Bragg, and the Coastal Community Libraries, which are in Point Arena. Then Laytonville, that I just mentioned, this is going to be a branch library, and the Bookmobile, which is also considered a branch library. So, the, oh, I just realized there's no there's no uh, library in Covalo. 
There's, there's yes, no... Covalo. Yeah, Round Valley Covalo. Oh, Round Valley Covalo. Yeah. Okay, I, I missed that one. Okay. All right. So you, we did this measure. We voted. Uh, we, the populace of Mendocino County, actually overwhelmingly approved Measure A back in 2011. It was like over 75% of the voters said yes, yes, yes on that. So that was really good. Um, I'm going to hope and put out that that would hopefully be the same this time because our library systems are so important. Um, you actually sit on, it's not the Friends of the Library. I know Fort Bragg has a Friends of the Library. Ukiah has Friends of the Library. But what you're actually on an advisory board, is that correct? Well, I, I'm also the president of the Friends of the Library in Ukiah. And then I sit on the library advisory board. There are several uh, presidents of Friends groups. I, I think all of the libraries have very active Friends groups, which puts us directly in touch with the community. So, um, and then the lab, the library advisory group, it is like an interim between all of the library branches, the community portions of the library branches, and the board of supervisors. So, the director of the library system, the cultural services administrator, um, Deb Fatter, she sits on the board um, as, as sort of ex officio. And then also there's a board member, and it's uh, Maureen Mulherin that sits on the board, Supervisor Mulherin. Is, are those appointed positions? I forgot to ask that before. Yes, they are. They are appointed positions, yes. Okay. And the, and the, was this instated, this advisory committee, was this put in uh, around the original Measure uh, A to make sure the money was spent properly? Yes. Correct. That's correct. It was put in as part of Measure A, yes. Good, because, um, so they, yeah, go ahead. They have, they have regular meetings um, and get input to the priorities on how things are spent um, and review the budgets. And, and, and it, it's really, it's a, it's a good group. Um, it's a very good working group. It's a very good sort of, I don't know, advocacy, overseeing kind of group. Um, it's, it serves a really good purpose in the community. So I'm pleased to be on the board. Well, and it also helps make sure that the money is being spent where it should be spent. I, I understand that the that the sales tax for the library is a designated tax, so it can't be spent anywhere else. But that just makes budgetary accountability, I feel, which is really good, good to have in these kind of situations. Um, so give us a little bit of catch up. So what happened? In old, we, got the, we got the tax measure A passed in 2011. What kind of an impact did that influx of money into the library systems have on our libraries overall? Uh, it, it made a huge difference. Let me give you some figures on it. Um, in 2011, uh, library checkouts were under 200,000. 173,000 items were checked out. In 2022, over 400,000 items were checked out. 404,000. That's for physical checkouts, like books and movies, audiobooks, things you actually get at the library. Digital checkouts were not available at all in 2011. And uh, this year, 2022, over 100,000 items will be checked out digitally. So that would be downloading of e-books, audiobooks, streaming of new movies, things like that. The library programs in 2011, 471 programs, and this year, 2022, 778 programs and events at the libraries. 
So there's always something going on at the branch, you know, in your in your town. The program attendance is another really good um, statistics for that. In 2011, there were 9,000 people that attended uh, things at the library. In 2022, almost 17,000 people will attend programs and events at the library. Uh, electronic co collections are way up. These are the sort of things you could go and uh, participate in, like uh, uh, grants. or uh, There's all kinds of things that you're library card will give to you in 2011 there were four now there's 24 full-time positions i think this is really critical 2011 there were 17 uh full-time positions and in 2022 there are 34 so it, it really it effectively doubled the number of employees at the libraries wow that's that's pretty impressive that's very impressive. Um, one of the other things I want to mention, too, is this is not an additional tax. This is just pretty much extending the sales tax that's already in place. Is that correct? That's for correct. The so we're going to extend the existing one-eighth, and then we're looking to pick up an eighth from a, roll, a tax that's expiring and rolling over. Kind of like to think of it as put, putting it from bucket A into bucket B, and bucket B is labeled libraries. So that second one-eighth would make a huge difference. It would be, it would enable us to take care of all of the deferred maintenance that has been put off, and it would allow us to, uh, I, I, there's so many programs that it would access. For instance, there's right now, there's a, a grant that the California libraries have given to us for $250,000, but it needs matching funds. Well, to come up with $250,000 out of the existing budget for this matching funds, wow. I mean, it's possible, but, like, that's going to be hard. But with this money, then you can get it. And that would put a new roof on the Willits Library. It would allow us to get solar panels, and it would allow us to get generators so that the libraries can continue this important function that happens when we have, you know, crises in our communities. Uh, it's it, That would just... That's the sort of thing that we need going forward. And one of the things that this Measure O does is it sets aside 40% of that money for these projects. So then it really is in place for like Fort Bragg that is trying so hard to build an addition. And Laytonville that actually, you know, I think they've got a, a borrowed space now. Boy, how great would it be if they could have their actual building? You know, that's, that's the sort of thing. So. And and the projection for how much money this will raise annually is, do you have that number? If not, I do. Um, yeah, I do. Our, our, our currently, the um, sales and use tax is uh, just over $2 million, $2.3 million. So we think with a little luck, we might be able to get up to $2.3, $2.4 additional million dollars a year. It, we would We would spend it wisely. And it would it would be terrific. The current uh, income for the library. A lot of people think the county gives us money. That's not true. The library only gets dedicated money. They get it from the property tax and they get it from the sales tax. So that's the only funding stream for the library. And with the county budget the way it is, that's probably a good way to raise money for the libraries. I bet. <laughs> So that's great. Um, so it seems like this has been really useful. I mean, it's 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 an incredible project. I know that people have a hard time taxing themselves, but this is not an increased tax. This is just like you said, moving funds from one bucket to another bucket that always that 
that is that is um that's the way we kind of look at the money issue you wanted to say something i'm sorry interrupt you you were going to add something uh, um I, I was just, i was just going to say that um if people have questions about it they can reach us on uh we have a website yes on libraries.org um you'll see yard signs up sort of all around the county now um and also we do have an email address and that's measure o two at yes Oh good that's good that for people to have that and um, you can always Google measure O in Mendocino County. I did that this morning to see if I was any updates or anything I had missed. Um, yeah I want I do want to stress that our libraries because we have these emergency power outages and because we have disasters and we have these libraries in our communities they've kind of become incredible resource centers not only just for learning and educational stuff but also for safety and for internet access when the rest of the world kind of falls apart correct that's absolutely true especially in the really rural ones like colvillo you know going forward probably Laytonville, um, the coastal community yeah absolutely uh, i know that uh, the willis library was a big resource during the redwood valley fire as was the ukiah library yeah i forgot about the fires when i think about the yeah the power outages i forget the fires and stuff so they are really these really incredible community resources i would say assets and resources so we had talked one of the other things is that the county doesn't own all of our libraries that some of them are actually leased um is that correct also just to well that's correct um yeah, the, the physical building responsibilities that the library have, uh, that the county has, would be for the libraries in Ukiah and Willits and Fort Bragg. Um, all of the other buildings are owned by the friends groups or, 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 or organizations that operate in that fashion. Uh, except, of course, for the bookmobile. The bookmobile is, is owned by the county as well. So um, the unfortunate thing is the deferred maintenance, you know, these buildings are all 50 years old and older. As a matter of fact, on October 19th, Ukiah is having a 50-year celebration for the library. So that's going to be kind of fun. If anybody's in town on the 19th, there's going to be cake and uh, so on and so forth. <laughs> Great day. It'll be a very festive, fun day at the library on the 15th. But the point of that is these buildings were designed 50 years ago when the library's needs were much different than they are today. So... Two out of the three buildings need new roofs. Very expensive to put a new roof on a big building like that. I think all three of them need new heating and cooling systems. So these major expensive repairs have just not gotten done. Um, and two out of the three buildings, are it's well known that they're too small to serve the needs of the community. Uh, Fort Bragg is in the middle of trying to build an extension on theirs right now. And it takes a lot of funds to do that. Fort Bragg has done an amazing job of raising money. But you can't put that all on the members of the community with bake sales and used book sales to raise the money. It's just, it, it's not feasible, you that, know. So um, that's that's why this measure is so, so important. Okay. Well, um, I just, thank you for coming on the air uh, and thank you, Michelle, for doing all the work you're doing about this. I know you've been doing it for several years now. I don't know how long have you been active in the libraries now. We didn't. I didn't ask you that before. I think I've been on the. I think I've been on the board of the Friends for like a decade. Ah. <laughs> I, 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 
I love books. I spent my career in books. I just, you know, the libraries are hugely important to me and to the community. So They really are. Well, thanks for so much for the work you do. I know we all take our passions and run with them, and that's what makes Mendocino County such a great, great community. Um, I, I wish everybody to get, I want everybody to get out and vote. That's one of my big priorities in my life is to get people out to vote. Uh, make sure you look at the ballots, read them, and consider our libraries when you're doing that. Again, this is not going to increase your sales tax. It's going to just shift the money around from one pocket to another, and this pocket's going to go into the library. So, Michelle, uh, thank you so much for coming on the air and for all the work you do. Thank you, Karen. I really appreciated the opportunity to talk about our libraries in Measure O. So go out and vote, and vote yes for the libraries. There we go. Thanks so much. Thanks, Michelle. All right, I'm going to get her off the air. And I believe, if Rich will come in and tell me, I believe on the phone I have somebody who's going to speak with us about Measure N from Hopland. I hope that's what's going on. I'm shifting gears now here. Um, I do want to encourage everybody to get out and vote. I want to tell everybody that I did get my ballot in the mail. I also want to say that uh, next week on the 19th of Wednesday at 9 o'clock, Annie Esposito and I will be covering the propositions for the state. And I'm going to push these buttons. No? Just pot up. I just pot up. Okay. So, and we're on. So I have no idea who this person is on the other end of the line <laughs> because this was all this was all arranged on the fly, but what arranged? So um, who am I speaking to? Good good morning. This is Bill Brockenborough. I'm a volu- I live at uh, McNabb Ranch, and I'm a volunteer with the Hopland Fire District. Okay, again, give us the name again. What's the first name? Bill. Bill. Okay. Bill. Last, last name. Okay, Bill. Well, welcome to the air. Thanks for stepping up. I had had a long discussion with the fire chief from the Hopland Fire District, uh, Mitch Franklin, uh, yesterday or the day before, and we talked about this, but he unfortunately is at a meeting in Laytonville. But thank you for coming on the air, Bill. Um, I actually uh, live on the Yorkville Ranch, which looks down on the back of the McNabb Ranch, which is a great area, but also very fire intense. So, yes. From what I gathered, this is Measure X. You're only going to get to vote on it or have the opportunity to vote on it if you're in the Hopland Fire District. I'm not sure of where those parameters are, but if you get your ballot, it's going to have it on your ballot. It's not on mine because I'm in Yorkville. But this is Measure X, and it's going to replace a previous uh, ballot measure that instituted a per-unit tax on your property taxes, like I pay in Anderson Valley, um, to go to the Hopland Fire Department. So, Bill, could you give us a little bit of quick update of what's going on, where the money's going to go? Certainly. Uh, First, the measure uh, that will appear on this ballot is Measure N. Oh, N. I'm sorry. It was X last time. Uh, Sorry. N. Measure N. It was X. Last time. It was X. Exactly 20 years ago, in yeah. 2002, a parcel tax uh, was passed by the voters of the district to fund their fire protection district. And I think a lot of people don't know how uh, fire districts, which also uh, 
uh, provide uh, medical response, how they're funded. Uh, there are 20 some odd uh, districts in Mendocino County, and they're all locally funded. Um, people assume, uh, the, as your previous guest said with the libraries, that uh, there's money from the county or money from the state, but but that's not the case. It, it's paid for by the people in the district. Our district uh, it covers the people who live uh, in the vicinity of 101 from the county line up to about Burke Hill Road between Hopland and Ukiah. Um, it covers uh, McNabb Ranch and, and these areas uh, west of 101 there, uh, out along 175 uh, to the Lake County line, uh, including the rancheria there. Uh, so it's, it's uh, 110 square miles, and we are the primary uh, fire and medical response in that area. And we're funded uh, by the people in the community. This is, this is very local government. This is money collected by the community members. Uh, the district is governed by a five-member board uh, elected from residents of the district. And the money is all spent within the district. Uh, so this is something important for people who have... Uh, this on their ballot, that this is money that is going to be collected from your community, remitted entirely to your community. It's collected by the county, but the county doesn't administer the funds or decide on their disposition in any way. That's left to the board, which is, which is your neighbors. And uh, <clears throat> uh, 20 years ago, Measure X set a parcel tax of $55 per parcel and $55 per occupied structure. So the typical voter living in a house on a lot pays $110 a year, and that was fixed 20 years ago. That's not been adjusted for inflation uh, in the interim. And we're proposing a change to that uh, to, to catch up a bit with the cumulative inflation. Uh, our, our, our cost of providing this service, uh, diesel, uh, uh, manpower, the equipment, uh, has all gone up in the interim. Of course, everybody is aware of inflation these days. Uh, it's been about uh, 70% cumulatively over the last 20 years. We are looking for a 55% increase from the, uh, from the residential uh, property owners, uh, so that doesn't even catch up with inflation, but it will be a, a, a real help to uh, anchor the finances of the district. So uh, in dollar terms, the 50 per parcel, 55 per structure, uh, goes to 85 and 85. So this uh, hypothetical homeowner who pays 110 now will pay an extra $60 a year which is to say about 15 cents a day. And uh, what this is paying for is uh, uh, a lot of medical response. Uh, when um, someone in these areas calls 911 uh, for the, the, the medical emergencies that are typical, uh, of people having heart attacks and strokes, chainsaw accidents, people having falls, auto accidents, these, these, these cases where minutes matter, uh, we're generally the first on the scene. There, there are two ambulances in the, the south part of the county, and 
response times can be 40 minutes or so typically, say, for somebody uh, in the Hopland area. Uh, our, our firehouse is in Hopland. Uh, we, uh, I, I've been on a number of medical calls myself. We're, we're always there before the ambulance, and we uh, stabilize the patient, uh, make an assessment of what's going on, talk to people there, uh, get the patient's medical history, their vitals, uh, list of their prescription drugs. So when the ambulance comes, there's a patient that's packaged, and uh, they're, they're ready for care and transport. Um, and then, of course, <clears throat> we, we deal with uh, wildfire and structural fire. And uh, this is another change over the last 20 years. Is I, Everybody knows that fires are becoming more frequent and more intense in California. And fire protection uh, is becoming more critical. Um, uh, everybody's familiar with the river fire uh, that started just west of 101 in our district. Uh, people may not know how many potential river fires we deal with in a summer. There are a large number of fires that are started near the highway that if they can be responded to quickly, burn a few acres and that's it. And if they get out of hand and uh, the weather's unfavorable, they can blow up to a mega fire. The river fire was, was just a spark thrown by a car on Old River Road and it burned 400,000 acres. Uh, so to continue to provide uh, effective medical response, to provide uh, the rapid wildfire response and structural fire response uh, that the community needs and deserves, uh, we're asking for this, this modest increase. Um, there's a bit of confusion because Measure P for fire protection is also on the ballot. That's a completely different measure. It doesn't compete or conflict within in any way. And for the voters in the district, we encourage them to vote for both P and N. Uh, P is quite similar to the library measure you just discussed. It's redirecting a quarter cent of that sales tax, which is due to sunset, to fire protection across the county. So all these 20-some-odd fire agencies will receive funding and there will be grant money available for organizations like FireSafe Mendocino to work with property owners to make their their properties fire safe. Hey, um, hey Bill, we're gonna we're yes. gonna go we're gonna go into that one next. I've got a couple guys lined okay. up to talk about that. But one of the things I wanted to also add on is that so there's already a tax on property tax. So it's let me just shout out because I personally do think that it's really great that we keep our you know fire departments going that the money comes from our taxes basis that um so it's going to be an increase which is a percentage but it's been 20 years as you say isn't there additional in this uh measure to also uh go and put tax on commercial structures was that yes. not that wasn't in the other tax and now this is added no. Yeah, yeah. It, okay. And this is, because uh, that's a big element of what's going on with development in the counties. I know the Hopland area, commercial-wise, has really, with wineries and grow sites and all that, has really expanded commercially, correct? Uh, that is correct. And uh, that was not the case 20 years ago. In the interim, we, we have a very large um, wine operation, raised station out on 175 another large wine warehousing operation in Hopland. And they, these didn't exist and weren't envisioned uh, by the previous tax. So it, as you're saying, the, there will also be 
a certain reallocation here where large commercial businesses will not be paying as simple property owners owning a parcel, but they will be paying per square footage. And the rate will be $0.10 cents a square foot, uh, which is quite low. It's lower than uh, such an operation would pay any place in Sonoma County, for example. Uh, so the there will be an increase to the homeowners, and there will be more money contributed uh, by the commercial owners who uh, uh, require more resources uh, for their fire protection. And Mitch also told me that this is going to enable you to finally be able to have two people paid staffing 24-7. Correct. And that's, a, that's, and that's a big step forward for your community and your fire departments. That is correct. That um, this is a very reliable source of revenue that we can do fiscal planning around, and we can hire professional firefighters. Right now, the district has three professional firefighters and uh, a dozen or so volunteers. All right. And with three people, the fire station is often not staffed. And if there's a medical emergency in the middle of the night, we're trying to roll people out of their beds at three in the morning and get them to uh, the station and the site to to address the situation. We'll, we'll have much more robust medical response for all the people in the district if the if the firehouse is continuously staffed, which this measure will enable us to do. Hey, Bill, so that's measure, let me get it right, measure N, N. on your ballot. Correct. If you're in the Hopland Fire District, um, let me just do a shout out. It's a lot cheaper than insurance. <laughs> Let's just put well, it that way. Yeah. I mean, if you compare it to any kind of insurance policy, you might be able to get in this county. The slight increase to the tax base and the property taxes is cheap insurance. So, Bill, thanks for coming on and doing uh, the getting our listeners informed. Um I was going to ask, can I put out the fire house number if people have questions and want to... Absolutely. Is that right? Yeah, the, the, the details of the measure um, are on the Hopland Fire website, hoplandfire.org. Uh, okay. And, um, and we have um, a board meetings the uh, first Thursday of every month, which are open to the public. And so the, the uh, Thursday before Election Day, uh, certainly anyone who hasn't voted... Can, can come to the meeting and ask their elected directors how they, they intend to spend the money. All right. Well, thanks for coming on and talking to that. And um, I recently drove past your new firehouse there in Hoplin, and wow, pretty nice. Very nicely done, folks. Very nicely done. A shout-out to the Hoplin community. You've got an incredible fire service over there. All right, folks. Thanks a lot, Bill. Thanks for coming on, and thanks for doing it. Keep up the Thank good, you. Keep up the good work. Okay. Thank you. All right. Okay, now we're going to switch. Boy, I'm just all over the charts today. Um, I'm not sure how to drop that call. We'll figure it out. Um, All right, so now we're switching. So we've done measure O. We've done measure N, which is for Hopland. Now we're going to switch over and we're going to do measure P, which is for the whole county. As soon as I can bring up all these excellent guests I have on the air with me. Gotta switch to different. Um, wait a minute here. Hang on, folks. By the way, I'm Karen Audubonny, and we're covering all the propositions. I'm gonna ask Rich to 
get that on. He's Rich, Rich, uh, Rich Colbert, our tech guy, is being really great this morning because I'm handling all these different things and I'm old. Um, I just want to give out another quick little interlude here while we're getting everybody set up. Folks, it is rutting season. Those big boy deer are out on the road. Um, I love the drive to Boonville from my ranch, but I got to the top of the ridge and there was two big four-point boys. I mean, totally fighting each other they rolled in front of my vehicle so they're dizzy those boys are out there they don't know what they're doing so when you're driving these rural roads just take it easy this time of year because it's a nasty running season out there okay so with that being said i'm karen Audubonny. this is kzux and z and we're talking propositions mendocino county local propositions now hopefully on the air i have scott Craddy, are you there, Scott? Let's see if I'm here. Am I here? Oh, you are. Very clear. Good and, morning. Yeah. And then I have Carrie Robinson. Carrie, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. So, Scott Crowdy is the executive director of the Mendocino Fife Fire Safe Council. Uh, Carrie mm-hmm. Robinson is the chief of the Redwood Valley Capella Fire Department. So, I'm welcoming you both to the air. Um, we're talking about Measure P. Now, this um, measure was put on the ballot by the Board of Supervisors, and it's not a designated tax, so this is going to go into the general fund with a, and I say air quotes, commitment from the Board of Supervisors that the money will be dispersed to um, the different fire agencies uh that will be dispersed so some of it sees it it's 60 some 40 percent of it's going to be split evenly amongst the different fire departments uh 50 percent is supposed to go to the different fire agencies with uh, with a percentage related to population of that where that fire department is and then 10 percent is going to go for fire prevention but i'm going to let scott and carrie tell us more about this proposition so let's start with scott crowdy who's the um crowdy who's the director of the fire safe council tell us about this measure p would you scott sure uh thanks for the opportunity so yeah measure p is kind of a rare opportunity to get some of the needs met um in our our fire districts which are many and to begin getting ahead of the curve on prevention, which is essential if we're ever going to not be worried about fires year after year after year. Um, And it's a rare opportunity to do that. It's not going to meet all the needs of the fire departments, but it's going to provide uh, some cushion uh, and get them closer to what they need without people having to pay more taxes. It's It's the opportunity to redirect that uh, expiring portion of the um, old measure B. Uh, so it's a quarter cent that would go away otherwise, but instead if you support measure P and support your local fire districts, we'll get money to fund them. Um, and as you mentioned, it's a general tax, however, with some pretty good guardrails built around it. The uh, the supervisors passed resolution, it's 221159 that has some really specific detail about how the money is intended to be used. So, it, and it's got those basically those percentages you rattled off. Ninety uh, percent of it is going to go to fire districts, ten percent to prevention services, and um, there is in the resolution a requirement that a report be put out annually showing exactly how it was allocated. So it will be easy for people to monitor and see if that's exactly what happened or not. Um, 
And in case it doesn't go as intended, it also sunsets in 10 years. So that's another kind of layer of protection built in. Um, and so basically, this is, you know, it's a community police. The intent couldn't be more clear. The resolution spells out exactly how the money is supposed to be used. There's a spreadsheet that shows the exact percentage that's intended to go to each fire department that all the fire chiefs have agreed to. Uh, so it'll be crystal clear whether the intent is met or not. Uh, and if the intent is not met, you know, I can, uh, we, all the fire chiefs are going to build this into their budgets the moment it passes. <laughs> um, so uh, should anything different happen, people will, people will know and they will know that the intent wasn't met. So again, you know, the best effort to put guardrails around it possible. And the, the reason for that is uh, to, to do a specific tax would have required a two thirds vote, which is an extremely high bar. Uh, you know, for what it's worth, uh, the gold standard in this kind of effort uh, is is Marin County. Marin County, a couple of years, passed a tax on themselves that funds between 19 and $20 million a year just for prevention. And they're getting way ahead of the curve on that. They're beginning to provide subsidies for home retrofitting. Uh, they have a whole bunch of amazing programs. They're inspecting. They're doing more inspections than all of the rest of California put together. Uh, Sonoma looked at that and said, We'd love to do that um, and did an intense assessment of, of popular opinion and discovered that they would land about 64% in the best case, that a two-thirds bar was just too high, even though this is essential service. Um, and, and, you know, with that, I mean, there's a whole bunch we could say, but maybe, um, maybe it'd be a good opportunity to give Carrie a chance to talk some about the needs. Yeah, I do. I want to go down from the the... So we can talk uh, directly to Carrie Robinson, who's with the Redwood Valley Capella Fire Department, to see the impact that's going to come on that. So I just want to reiterate to the listeners, because it's a general tax, it's only going to take 50% plus one vote, which is... I would hope a given in Mendocino County dealing with fire and what we've been through in the last several years, and especially Carrie being in Redwood Valley. I mean, that just got devastated. So, um, uh, Carrie, John uh, Robinson, what kind of an impact is this measure, this money coming in? How's it going to help Redwood Valley and Capella? What's it mean to you and your budget? Oh, yeah. What's it going to mean to our budget? Well, i tell you, currently, you know, I got hired last year as a chief. Uh, one of the first projects I went into was the budget because that was something that concerned me the most. Um, so we made some cuts. Uh, we tried to figure out some ways to, um, you know, get some more funds to help pay for the things that we have to pay for in the fire department. Um, you know, and these are the same things that every other fire department has to deal with. You know, you got your structure, your equipment, and uh, you know, the biggest thing is like with our equipment that all the stuff we have, it times out over a period of time and it has to get replaced. And so going through the budget, I could see that we had money to take care of the meat, the, the essentials that we have, uh, you know, so as the cost of doing business, but we weren't having any money to replace these equipments that we needed to. So we're looking at equipment that's, that's expiring out as, as the National Fire Prevention Association says that, you know, you know, a set of uh, SCBA bottles last 10 years, you know, and each one of those packs cost us about $8,000 a piece. So without being able to put money into, uh, set up money to, you know, replace these equipments in the 10-year period puts us kind of behind 
in the budget. And so we had not just, you know, that, but we also had a lot of personal protection equipment that we had to deal with, you know, like the guy's bunker gear, uh, those things time out as well. And it seemed like we had all these things and we were, we were keeping a float on it, but we just can't keep up with it. And this, with this, uh, major P coming through is going to plug in those holes that we needed to. And I'm sure it's the same with every other fire department that's out there. You know, we're, we're all dealing with the same thing. It's just the cost of doing business as a fire department now is it, it, it's a lot, you know, we got fire equipment, you know, we got vehicles, um, we got the guys going to have their, you know, personal protection equipment. We have from structure fire, uh, personal protection, the wildfire personal, um so there's a lot of things that have to be taken care of and everybody has to be you know well suited up to go out and take care of these things uh so uh that's that's um that's kind of where we're at and like i said you know we, we did in a view of the budget over a 10-year period and we came to the conclusion that in about by next year that we'd be used up all the reserves that we had and that we'd be trying to figure out ways of you know getting more money and then so one of the ways was doing it was we were looking at um adding on to the um uh parcel taxes this year but i don't know we we decided as the board um and myself decided that we would not pursue that this year and we would go ahead and and go with this tax and support that um and uh, but um so wait, so overall so overall for the county for the whole for this whole measure um, mm-hmm. p it looks like it's going to bring in <clears throat> just a little around four million if the projections for sales tax and all that are correct so right. that would be a pocket of about four million dollars now um you've seen the the schedule of who gets what what does right. that technically mean would be an influx to redwood valley capella just so we can get an idea so the money that we're looking at for if we're going to do the measure uh not the measure but the uh, ballot for like uh the parcel taxes so this might come in from the tax taxes that we're getting uh, would be the same of what we're looking at before. That's why we decided to just go with the taxes. So that money, you know, there's a 40% of that that goes to all the departments. And then we get our money that we get out of that uh, allotment that they have uh, divided up by our, our um, population. Um, so that, you know, like I said, that's the money that I can use to plug in in my budget to make make the ends meet so do you have a do you have a number on that at all an estimation of what it means yeah, to you personally to like your two hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year is what we're going to okay get out all right process. and scott you wanted to add something in i just wanted to add yeah so the specific amounts are on the website there's yes on p mendo oh. um has a ton of information about all aspects of this including that you can look at the chart to see exactly what the percentage is for each department and the estimate and so i'd like to add on too that the um you know each department in the county is really different but they all have really significant and different needs i mean starting at the big end um ukiah is the biggest department uh it has you know it, has more funding than the other departments, but also it is still behind on a lot of things. For example, even Ukiah um, still has about 30 volunteers, a huge volunteer corps uh, as part of it, and those folks have to currently pay for their own medical assessments every year out of pocket to be able to do that stuff for us. So those are the kind of gaps this could fill in. And on the bigger end of that spectrum, uh, there's something called the Insurance Service Office Rating, the ISO rating, which is the, the insurance companies tag on their, their estimate of how well your fire department can protect you. 
Uh, Ukiah's rating is not nearly as good as it could be because they do not have backups for their main equipment. Uh, so that's you know, another kind of gap. This could be good for everybody in the Valley because if the department is better funded and can buy backup equipment, then it's a high, more highly rated uh, more highly rated safety factor and people you know, get get better deals on insurance. Uh, so all kinds of ways this could help us from, and that's the big end to the small end, uh, Westport. Uh, Westport covers 209 square miles. Uh, the last budget of theirs I saw was under was around under a hundred thousand dollars for the entire year's operations. Fifty percent of which was from barbecues and donations. Uh, so they're scraping it together, and you know their their budget was tight enough that they applied to the fire safe council uh, to be able to just buy chainsaws and pole saws to be able to help people clear their properties. Um, so you know a huge range of needs, each department different, but all substantial well and i and i did i didn't add in when i was talking about the hopland measure n that was one of the things the fire chief said to me too about the insurance rating is the more the more equipped and the more functional and the more person staffed your um, fire department is and your community it does have the opportunity to lower your individual homeowners tax which we could all shout about and say that's great um uh Scott, how many actually fire departments are there that would be getting money from this for the county? Is it 27, 23? What is it? I, is that too much? I think it's 20. 20. It is a 20. Okay. Yeah. So, get, yeah. Uh, Carrie, what were you going to say? No, yeah. So, the ISO thing is like something that we very much would like to improve in our, in our district. Um, but we have a very large rural area that we cover. Um, and one of the options that we're looking at is trying to get a water tender like up on black bar uh-huh. uh, and i don't know if that would change the iso rating but we're kind of working with them to try to figure out ways to help you know the our public out because it's hard i mean the uh, insurance companies are dropping people so like the prevention part of it is huge um you know we're working with scott and uh and we're working to improve our prevention department and uh, our department as well. So hopefully we can get people so they're not getting dropped from their insurance companies. Well, not only yeah. that, not only that, with the, with good, adequate equipment and staffing, you're going to get to that fire and it's not going to spread as fast, period. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's, got, you got, get on it much faster. Right. We got 20 volunteers and we got yeah. four paid staff here. And there's always two people that are on, you know, uh, and you know myself and there's Ellis, the duty officer so you know but god i mean those things cost money you know oh no i was gonna i was just gonna say one of you throw out a number for just um a small fire truck with i don't even they don't even have they have small tanks on them just a small fire truck i know i've done a lot of fundraising bake sales and all that for the anderson valley fire department isn't it well over three hundred thousand for just one of these little units well i'll take it back it um it's like five hundred thousand dollars. Is it now? Yeah. Well, yeah, because you can buy the engine, and then you got to buy all the equipment that goes. Yeah, yeah. And if you so, get a then plus, then you plus you got to put all the the PPE that the firefighters got to have on there. You're well over five hundred thousand dollars per unit. Like a Type Three engine, the Wildland engines that that you know that we use a lot out here. 
Well, and I will say, too, I want to jump in just that it used to be, because I've been in the Valley 40-some years, and it used to be that you could get secondhand equipment and the local mechanics could work on it up and down. But now the regulations for our fire departments, like you said, with the equipment and the inspections of the equipments and all of that, they've really upped the standards. So I don't know that we could get away with getting used equipment and modifying it. Can we, Scott? I don't think we can anymore. That's a Carrie question. Yeah. Well, okay, Carrie. There's, there's a lot of good used equipment out there. Okay. Um, sorry. Um, there's a lot of good used equipment out there that's been, you know, gone through and certified. Um, but like I said, it's still, you're, you know, like $300,000 yeah. is probably reasonable cost for uh, used equipment. But like I said, you're still buying all this stuff to put on it. And that's another $100,000. Yeah. So you save some money buying something like that. And we have a lot of um, older you know engines out here you know and they work well but you know it's and that's just it it's just the cost of um, financing these things is, is extremely expensive and we and we want to provide the best service possible in our community as i know every other fire department that we have 20 fire departments in Minnesota county and they all strive to do the same thing to provide the best service for their community and so this money is going to be a huge help in doing that scott you want to jump in yeah, I just want to uh, make sure we spend a moment talking about the mitigation piece of this, which is really essential as well for a couple of reasons. Um, you know, one, for what it's worth, is that this is an era of funding opportunity coming. Both the uh, the um, state has literally about a billion dollars a year coming down the line for mitigation work, and the federal government has even more than that that's just starting to happen. Um, federal grants, A, require matching, so you have to have some funds to get them. Uh, but B, unless we have a dedicated organization that's funded, that's planning in advance, that knows what our priorities are and has, uh, has packages ready, we're going to miss those dollars. Mendocino County is not going to, not going to get in that funding stream, uh, that's opening up for all that work. So Measure P is going to give us a chance to get ahead of that curve and get some planning done. Uh, and be ready for those opportunities coming down. And the other side of that coin is that there's going to be a lot of costs coming down. Um, and, you know, the, the, the thing I use is, you know, earthquakes. We figured out earthquakes are part of living in California decades ago. We changed our building codes to adapt. Uh, it's just sort of dawning on us that wildfire is equally part of living in this landscape. It's natural. It's going to happen. We need to adapt the way we build to it, and we're going to be forced to a lot. Uh, the insurance industry is just starting to roll out. Uh, you can go to wildfireprepared.org, and you will see insurance industry standards that are coming down the line that are going to require people to make a lot of changes to their homes if they want to stay insured. And to do that, we're going to need subsidy programs and education and help for people to do that, uh, possibly community buying programs. There's a lot of work we're going to need to do to successfully make those conversions. And Measure P provides us a, a, a platform from which to begin doing that work. So that 10% of the overall uh money that will come from this uh, quarter cent sales tax, will that be going to the Fire Safe Council? Who's going to be managing that? It needs to go, like you're talking about when matching funds and stuff, like we were talking with the library, that goes into the library's fund. But because this is a general tax fund, where do we project that that uh, prevention money is going to go to have a pocket so we can dip into it for matching grants? Do we know that yet? 
Um, yes and no. Uh, okay. When the when when the supervisors directed this to uh, be put on the ballot, they said specifically Mendocino County Fire Safety Council. Uh, the resolution is a little more vague than that, but it mandates that the ten percent go to countywide uh, countywide mitigation programs. So, so programs that serve the whole county that do mitigation um, and as far as I know, the Mendocino County Fire Safety Council is the only organization that does that. Yeah, I'm just wondering if this means every time that a grant comes up and you've got to match it with 100K, you've got to go to the Board of Supervisors, make a proposal, and go through another level of bureaucracy just to get it. I'm That's just one of my bureaucratic sidelines, folks. People that listen, people that listen know that I do this kind of silly stuff. Um, Carrie, what were you going to say? Yeah, I'm I got sorry. Something on that. So we just recently got a Cal Fire grant for a 50/50 grant, um, and then it was like, so we got it, and then we're like, well, how are we going to pay our 50 percent? So the volunteers, due to their excellent barbecues and fundraisers, were able to give us the money to do this because, and that's where we're at right now. Um, and also, the volunteers paid for some extra extrication extrication tools that we put on our um, engine from our previous barbecue so yeah so that's where we're at we don't have the district have the money to to fund these things so, so we're relying on their volunteers and their fundraisers to make this happen so yeah i but mean I can't, I can't sustain on that though no and i think that that's why this this is why i know in my humble opinion let me just state that because i am the announcer here in my humble opinion having um the burden of all these ta- of the fire prevention and fire suppression in these fire departments spread out over all the county and tourists because this is sales tax money folks this is not just your property tax this is sales tax money so everybody that's shopping and consuming is going to be paying this little minute amount of money that is going to help protect our communities so it it broadens the um impact it it broadens the um the income of it all. So I think um, I think that's for me. In my humble opinion, I like to see the money stay local. Can I just say that? I really like to say our money stay local and be focused. Um, I'm going to hit you guys up with one question that I hadn't thought about until this morning when I was talking about the library fund. They have a um, an o- overarching uh, advisory group that monitors the money that comes in from that sales tax that goes to the library. Are we ready where we should be having, because we're going to have this $4 million a year going into the general fund, um, is it time to get an overarching advisory committee to start looking at fire issues and fire priorities and all of that? Scott, give me a feedback on that. I think there already kind of are. You know, okay. each department has its own board, and then there is a then the fire chiefs have their own board association, and the the boards that run the fire chiefs have their own board associations. There already okay. are a couple layers of county oversight. Again, you know, there's there's board of oversight for each department. Then there's the amalgam of those boards that meet regularly. Um, similarly, the fire safe council has its own board. Uh, we publish. I would love people to go take a look at our uh, annual reports. We just published a new one for the for the new fiscal year. So, uh, you know, we do regular reporting. 
Uh, and, you know, for what it's worth, we're a candid platinum level transparency. We're just finishing our taxes. So there's a lot of reporting already. Um, I don't know that another layer, layer would it. do it. All right. So so it's just us, the people and you that need to do it. So we're going to have to wrap up, guys. Can um, I think Scott has all the contact about this measure where people can go to get information to make sure they know what they're voting on. Can you give that out, yeah. Scott? Yeah, so the best place to go is yesonpmendo.com. That's the campaign website. Uh, We're also going to be out. uh, I think the Albion Fire Station's got an event going on Saturday. They do, Uh, right. We're going to have a booth out at Pumpkin Fest Saturday and Sunday. Great. So if you want to come back, come by and have an in-depth conversation, we'll be out there. All right. Okay, guys. I want to thank you both, uh, Scott Craddy, for coming on. Carrie Robinson, thanks for the work you do out in Redwood Valley Capella. Thanks, guys. Folks, get out. Vote. This is your community. We want to keep it safe in all levels. And uh, I will be back with you next Wednesday with Annie Esposito, and we will be going over the state propositions. Get out there, get your ballot, and vote. So much. Hey, the guys, thanks for coming on. Great show. Good fun. Um, thank you. Thank you both. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you much. All right, I'm out of here. I'm Karen Audubonny. I'll be back with you, like I said, next Wednesday with a proposition show. Stay tuned. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org. And consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.